This is Melinda Bombash, and this is my podcast, Callous Hands Pray the Hardest, where my life in agriculture meets scripture. So buckle up, buttercup, I'm going to tell some stories. Good morning, calloused hands! I should not have stopped at Sheets and got that extra shot of espresso in my latte this morning. But anyway, coming to you from 70 this gloomy December morning where it's spitting snow slash rain or whatever the heck this is on my windshield. Um, this is my last full week of classes headed to Worcester. Um, next week is my final. I need lots of prayers because I'm squeaking, guys. I'm doing what I do best. I'm squeaking through. Um, I've tried... I've tried my damnedest. If you've actually hung out and known anything about me, my co-workers, my boyfriend... Sorry, excuse me, that was the, my extra espresso coming back. Um, I have fretted, caused myself to be put on Xanax, and had panic attacks about this class. So, I'm squeaking. I'm squeaking hard, guys. But I'm trying. I've done every extra accredited assignment. I've even taken a tour of a turkey facility at the OARDC, which was slightly interesting, but really gross and dark and dusty and gross. But anyway, so, um, yeah, Dallas Tans. Uh, I've had way too much espresso this morning, guys. Um, yeah. So this morning, I'm going to talk a little bit more about something close to my heart, which is horse training. Um, while I was waiting for my latte with an extra shot of espresso, which I shouldn't probably have had, um, zooming through my daily bread app, which is what I normally do to start this nonsense off when I don't have a paper that I've planned, like I should be planning these, because that's what bloggers apparently do. Did you know people actually plan these things? I didn't know people actually sit down and plan this stuff out. Like, they actually write, like, a little skit thing going on. I just do this from the seat of my pants while I'm driving down 70. Like, I I get some really weird looks while I'm driving down the highway. I hope you guys know that, because I'm just bebopping talking to myself. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Mark 10, verse 51. What do you want me to do to you? Wait, not do to you. I need to calm down. Anyway, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. That's Mark 10, 51. So we're going to use that and go from there. So anyway, what do you want me to do for you? I'm going to go and talk about horses. So I've had a bunch of horses in my life. Um... Some of them really easy, some of them really hard. And, you know, there's another good quote that always comes to my mind. Um, Smooth seas never made a good sailor. So, you know, I kind of twist that around a little bit. Easy horses never made a good horse person. Um, Miss Sherry was my first horse. She was not an easy horse. Um... There were days where she was a peach, and there were days where I got the nickname from my great-grandpa, Velcro Butt, because we would be on trail rides with me and my cousin Catherine, 
and we'd be standing in the front yard talking to great grandma and pap while they were on the swing and all of a sudden she would just lose her gourd and start bucking and carrying on and dancing in place and great grandpa never understood how I stayed in the saddle and that's why he called me velcro butt you know um she you know I was the one who always asked her what what do you want me to do for you you know what can I do to make this easy there was never a good answer for Sherry you know getting on the trailer that was always a hoot and a half how the heck do you get that mare on the trailer god anyway but you know and then and then we had Comet and Comet was an easy break you know I got her as a three year old and to ride and ooh that's a nice Corvette sorry ADD um but as, as we got older and as life got, you know, I got her broke and finished off, you know, she, she would just always ask, what do, you know, what do I have to do to get you off of me? Which, which kind of makes sense because we ask people that all the time. What do I have to do to get you away from me? You know, at work all the time. What do I have to do to get you out of my face? I know you guys probably think it all the time when you're out in public. What do I have to do to get you away from me? You know, and then, ooh, I had RJ. God, that was a hard horse. That was the horse, that was the first horse that finally broke me. Not physically, but mentally that was the horse that I couldn't figure out I, I reached a breaking point and I was just like I can't I can't do this that was a horse horse where I had from weaning I got him as a baby brought him up just like every every other horse I'd ever had Halter broke him the same, started lunging him the same, broke him, broke him just the same as everything else. And then when it came to saddle break him, I was lunging him and he would come at me. He would lunge a couple times and then literally would drop his shoulder and come at me, ears pinned, mouth open. And that was after we gelded him. I mean, he was horrible. I sent him... I sent him to Jenna. I said, I I can't break this. I don't know what's wrong with this thing. And she even called me two weeks in and she goes, I don't know if I can break this thing either. She ended up breaking him, but he still wasn't safe. I ended up selling him to the Amish. But, ooh, now it's really snowing. Um, you know, and then there was poor little Poopsie. You know, I just, I put a saddle pad on him one day, walked him around, he didn't really care. I threw the saddle on him, tightened up the girth, and he really didn't care. So I tied the lead rope to his halter, like a reins, and just put a helmet on and slid on him, and off we went. And that's how I broke poops. I didn't even lunge him or nothing, I just got on him and went. You know, the horses always ask, what can I do for you? 
you can see it in their eyes all the time. You know, what do you, you know, what do you want me to do for you? You always see it. What do you want me to do for you? They're amazing creatures. Even the donkeys. What do you want me to do for you today? Do you want love? Do you want me to press my head as hard as I can into your chest? Do you want me to follow you around? Do you want me to be really annoying? That's Bear. Do you want me to be really annoying? Bear's really good at being annoying. You know, but... But the horses are really cool. I lost my train of thought because I got off 77. Um... I don't know where I was going with this now. But yeah, short and sweet today. But, you know, what, what do you want me to do for you? It's a neat concept. Jesus asked it. What do you want me to do for you? You know, everybody always wants to ask, what can you do for me? You know, what can you do for me? What what can I get out of this person? You know, we, we just got done with Thanksgiving. We're getting ready to go into Christmas. What do you want me to do for you? What can I do for you? You know, uh, I, I, th I feel like we're always about me. Maybe we're always me-centric. Maybe we should switch it around a little bit and give a little bit more. You know, maybe we should be a little bit more herbivoristic. Aha, I made a word. Still way too much caffeine today. Um, but yeah, that's all I really got because I'm fried. Between work and school and everything, I'm fried. But yeah, this week short and sweet to the point. I've got way too much caffeine that's starting to snow. I need to pay attention. Um, yeah. It's getting close to Christmas, guys. Be a little bit, you know, other people-centric, not me-centric. Give a little bit. You know, it's the season of giving. You know, what can I do for you? Jesus said it. That's at least what the Bible says. You know, that, that's at least what the Bible says he said. Let's run with it. We all know how I feel about the Bible. It's stories. We should at least follow it a little bit. You know. Um, golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You want stuff done to you? Do unto others. In a, an appropriate way. Let's go with that. In an appropriate way. Still, I have had way too much caffeine. I should not do this after drinking a large frozen latte. Um, anyway, the kindest thing you could do for me with this. Ooh, they got a hot walker. Wow, the ADD is strong today. Um, anyway, the kindest thing you can do for me. <laughs> the kindest thing you can do for me is like this, love this, share this. Share this to your stories, your Instagram, your snappy chats, your Facebook. Um, I'm really going to try and hunker down school's done. I keep saying that. Um, I have a driving force behind me, which is my, 
you know, very loyal boyfriend that says, you know, you haven't done a podcast, you haven't done a podcast, I like listening to them. Um, I think sometimes he's the only one that listens to them, other than my cousin Morgan, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can see who listens to these. It's just you two. Um, sometimes it's Tony, too. But, uh, you know, he's he's stuck in a truck driving, listening to him. You know, he doesn't have anything else to do like I do. I just drive all fucking day. Um, anyway, like this, love this, share this, tell somebody about it. You know, I tried to make this a book at one point, and it didn't go anywhere. Amazon didn't even freaking want it. Um, but anyway, until next week, peace out, pray, love, be kind to one another, don't be an asshole. Bye. So here's a bonus egg for Dwayne. Since yesterday was his birthday, he's 33 years old. I'm gonna sing, did you guys know that there's actually two verses to happy birthday? Um, it's actually translated from German. So I'm gonna sing the whole happy birthday for him. Um, just to see if he's actually paying attention and listening to the full podcast. So, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dwayne. Happy birthday to you. From good friends and true. From old friends and new. May good luck go with you. And happiness too. That's all y'all get because I hate singing.